You don't even think of money. You don't focus on it. You focus purely on what you are here in this lifetime to do. And the money comes. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by success. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Sex desire is the most powerful of human desires. When driven by this desire, men develop keenness of imagination, courage, willpower, persistence, and creative ability unknown to them at other times. So strong and impelling is this desire for sexual contact that men freely run the risk of life and reputation to indulge in. When harnessed and redirected along other lines, this motivating force maintains all of its attributes of keenness of imagination, courage, etc., which may be used as powerful creative forces in literature, art, or in any other profession or calling, including, of course, the accumulation of riches. Napoleon Hill. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedlack. I am your mistress in business, helping you get it up and keep it up. And of course, we're talking about revenue and profit. And I am here today with my guest, Susan. Susan, thank you so much for being here today. It's my pleasure. Awesome. (laughs) I am so excited to have you here. So give us a 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you love to do. So what I love to do is as a money master coach, I help women admit to themselves that they want more money. And usually these are fempreneurs, right? They're in business. And what you find is that women don't give give ourselves enough of a salary from that business. We run them totally different than the guys. And uh, so I love to work with those uh, women and really get them clear that, that, yes, you do actually want more money. It's okay. It's safe. It's right and true that you should want more money (laughs) because we don't want the money, right? We want what the money allows us to be, do, and have. And then I help them clear the blocks in the way of getting that money, of energetically attracting that money, so they get to enjoy the freedoms that come with it. And um, truly at my highest value, I deliver what I call unrivaled realizations. People have the most amazing ahas working with me. Um, In fact, one most recently said, you know, you just gave me a completely different way to look at money. And she's Uh, a multi-decade business owner in her own right, um, who, you know, her business is doing great, but she's not taking home the salary that she wanted. And she's like, I don't get the disconnect. And uh, so we clarified that for her. And now, and she, she just, she felt like a race horse that couldn't get out of the gate. And she got out of that gate and went running. And uh, within eight days, 18 days, actually, she had um, 10 times the promised results. So these are the the peeps I, I live to serve. And I am a stand for unapologetic prosperity that just by breathing, everyone, just like sex, <laughs> is worthy of abundant prosperity. And actually, sexual transmutation has a lot to do with that piece of it, energetically speaking. Because, you know, when we're filled with the endorphins and we're on a high, right? Like physically, our energy translates out into the universe and we actually are a vibrational frequency match for more things, more money included. Nice. I love that. And before the guys just kind of click out and say, okay, this isn't for me. I want to address that because I think a lot of guys do want more money from their business and 
Well, everybody wants more butterflies. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way right now. Um, but what do you think are some of the differences, particularly between the way men approach business and the way women approach business, that makes it a a kind of a femprener versus a masculinepreneur? <laughs> yeah. So uh, the reason I state that I work with femprenors is women need to be invited. So if a man wants to hire me, he goes, "Well, do you work with men too?" I go, "Yep." <laughs> Exactly. That's the difference. Okay. <laughs> it all goes back to grade five soccer. <laughs> it's like, hey, there's a ball in the field, and the girls look at it go by, and they're like, go ahead, go play. And the guys are just like, right on. <laughs> yeah. And, and really, that's the main difference is that men give themselves permission. Hmm. Women wait for the permission to be given traditionally, you know, usually, typically. Yeah. And that, that is changing. Uh, with the younger generations now, I find it less and less so that they just Good. they they don't see don't have that lensing anymore, which is great and very refreshing. And yet, there are still those of us out there who who need a little bit of a you know invitation. Well, you also <laughs> have a fabulous product name. So, what is the name of your product? And tell us a little bit about it. So, my money real realities and realizations mm-hmm. is my signature methodology. So here I was as a, an entrepreneur. I had I was a mid-career changer from Wall Street of all things, and I was working with a business strategist, and she said, "You know, I, I bet that um, you know you you have something else to to offer, right?" So I had I had changed into uh, the eat what you kill zone and uh, needed to to figure this out really quickly, right? Didn't have a lot of time to figure it out on my own. And through leveraging coaches, got year 10 results in year three. Awesome, right? And I worked, was working with this business strategist, um, Renee Gambino, who's awesome in her own right. And she said, you know, I, I suspect when you're doing financial plans for people, you're doing a little bit more than the plan. And I said, absolutely, I'm all in, right? Career advice, let's help the kids, let's do right, whatever it took. Because the more successful my clients, right, the more it's win-win. And she said, yeah, there's, there's something else here that you need to bring to the table. And so uh, I was reading Power Versus Force by Sir David Hawkins. And I kind of proverbially hit my uh, you know, forehead and said, oh my goodness, this is exactly how money energy works. And I discovered the seven energetic levels of money consciousness. And I call them the money realities. So that's where money realities comes from. And the realizations part is, the huge leaps in awareness and consciousness that people make when they go through my um, methodology because they start understanding this brand new way to look at money and how to attract it to your life, right? So as Albert Einstein says, it's all about energy. Energy, everything is energy, right? It's an energy thing. And you just need to be a frequency match, the reality that you want. And there's no other way but that you can, can have it. And um, I applied this over to the money, money energy, right? So I am on a mission to raise the money consciousness of the world for prosperity for all. And, um, you know, we can get we can get down and dirty now about some of the ways that we can raise our financial frequency and relative to this show and your audience, um, you know, the big O <laughs> is a big part of that, right? And the women who I work with, right, who understand the power of sexual transmutation, which was first talked about by Napoleon Hill in Think and Grow Rich, 
right? But really, truly, you know, it's not that he really wasn't talking about sexual transmutation. No, actually he was, but in that time, right? It was probably more frowned upon than it is today. But those of us who, and I think have over the years become more free with this concept of, you know, sex is a good thing. <laughs> it's a natural tendency. It's for procreation. It, you know, fills us with endorphins and other good vibe juices, right? And truly it elevates our energy uh, in a very real way, right? And then that energy corresponds and speaks to the universe, which Wallace D. Waddles in The Science of Getting Rich calls like intelligent substance, right? Like, like a waitress standing there waiting for our order, right? Like, well, what will you have? And it's, you know, don't give the universe ranges when you're talking about money. No, I want you to start giving down to the penny exact amount of money that you desire. Know what you want, what that money will get you or allow you to be, do, and have, and then focus on that and being really clear on what amount of money you desire. Nice. I love that. And knowing that it's that that place of sexual energy, there's a dysfunctional way of expressing it and there's a functional way of expressing it. And what he was talking about is if you express it in that dysfunctional way where it's like a pressure cooker and you just have to get it out and, and people do silly things with it. And we won't get into that because we all know what silly things people get into. But when you take that same energy and you move it towards building your business and, and building your practice, it's, it's a phenomenal state of energy and it, it just makes, it changes everything. I mean, it's so different that there's, it's like you walk through a door and everything is different. Laws of gravity don't apply. Laws of everything. Nothing is the same as it was. The vocabulary is not the same. So when you're talking about aligning that energy, how do you actually align that energy? Because it, on this side of the door, it sounds like a weird thing to say. On the other side of the door, it's like, oh, yeah, of course I am. <laughs> like... Well, so, so for people who are new to the energy thing in, in general, I, I like to explain it like this. So remember or imagine that you were, you're in love, right? Like, I mean, totally. Like, remember the first time that you felt this, like, you know, got smacked in the face with like, you know, I'm in love, right? And you, nothing touched you, right? Nothing affected you. Everything was rosy colored glasses. Everything, you were on a high vibe all the time because you were in this love vibe, right? Well, on a scale of zero to a thousand, this, this comes from uh, Power Versus Force by Sir David Hawkins, then love is 500. And um, as such, it's only going to resonate or you're only going to be um, a match, right? A vibrational frequency match to anything in that same vibrational frequency. So, and now conversely, remember the last time you were angry, right? Like, you know, everything could just, you know, like, and it's one thing after another, and you tend to then get into this downward spiral thing, right? And there's no higher, lower, better than, worse than, it's just slower, denser versus more light and expansive, right? That's the difference. When I say high and low, it's just a relative term, right? So it's that difference, right? So then when you're, when you're in this high of, you know, uh, sex and enjoyment and you know, orgasm and what have you, um, and physical desire and, you know, having, having someone give back to you sexually, right? That mutual give and take 
you're in a specific vibrational frequency more along the happiness and joy right which is you know then in more of the six six to seven hundred register and you're in a vibrational frequency match for even greater if you will things of that frequency match so anything slower or denser just cannot reach you it's kind of like ice versus water versus you know, yes. atmosphere. Similar. <laughs> there's no, Similar. there's no one better or worse. It just depends on what you want to achieve out of that circumstance. And obviously the atmosphere moves a lot faster, quicker, easier than say water or ice. So, yeah. and, how, and, yep. there, and sorry, not to cut you off, but, and there's this power partnership exponentiality factor, right? So when you're creating with two, right? Um, so with a partner, hopefully a loving, caring partner, right? You have, you, you now have two minds that are combined uh, on the same issue, subject, desire, right? And so by that, you're, you're creating a third consciousness, number one. And number two, in that creation of that third consciousness, now you have made your creation, whatever comes from that activity together, right? Of mutual pleasure, you have created this exponentiality, right? So now it's not just two plus two, it's two times two times two, right? So it's this beautiful, I mean, I can tell you just personal stories. You know, anytime I wanna create something, I seek to have sex with my husband, right? It helps, it works, it, you know, and it, it's liberating and it gets us like outside of our brains, our big, beautiful brains, right? So there's that element too. Um, and, you know, there is a very um, <clears throat> potent 3D or physical aspect to manifesting, including money. So when you're engaged in bodily joy, right? It, it engages that on a, on a much deeper, faster level. Nice. So. If your partner, say, wasn't on the same business path, because from my experience, it's a lot easier to be able to manifest in business when somebody's there with you. And, you know, both minds are working towards the same thing. What about when they're not? So you have somebody that's yeah, not so necessarily, not. you know, they just have a different career. So where do you go with it? And how do you still create that? Right. Well, actually, so here's now going to be more of the energetics of it than the physicality of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't have to actually be focused on what I want to manifest. He just needs to be focused on pleasing me. Which right? is a and great then, thing at all times. Yes. Right. <laughs> and then I can leverage that however I want to direct it. And likewise for him. So we share, we, we share with each other what it is that we want, that we are looking to manifest or have or add to our lives, right? We're, we're moving towards an intercontinental lifestyle, you know, the, and there's always the next level, the next level, right? And, the, and new devil, a new level, new devil too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so true, by the way, not Freudian at all. <laughs> totally true. By, by, by the way, there is no finish line, right? This is what I've learned. Um, and, and leaders of leaders, we were just talking before, right? They, they tend to get a little frustrated. It's like, wait, haven't I worked on this already? <laughs> yeah, there's another level, right? So I just want to give that, um, that shout out and that, you know, encouragement to anybody listening who feels like 
yeah, you know, I, I thought I got, I did all my money, my money mindset work. My, well, there's, you know, something that does precede money mindset, right? Um, which is the energy part, which I'm all about. And it is still important. The money mindset um, piece is still important because without shifting that, the way things all work, you can't, you know, go forward either. But do the energy first, shift the mindset, and then you actually are in line for the action, right? Because you, you have to take action. But the way I well, teach you can't it, just have sex all day and make money. <laughs> well, it's just, conversely, you can't <laughs> sit on the mountaintop and, and meditate all day either, right? Neither works. Neither extremes work. It's a harmonization of the three D dimensional, like the the physical plane, right? The 4D, which is our higher level thinking or higher level faculties, right? Including memory, reasoning, intuition, so forth. And then the 5D. So yes, I'm going to go spiritual here because sex can be spiritual as well. So can money making. Every time I help someone and I'm getting money in exchange, for me, it's a spiritual experience because I had, that's the the vibrational resonance that I am in, not 24 seven, because I am human, right? But that I strive to be in as often as possible. And yes, big tip, that means expressing gratitude for unpreferred circumstances, right? So express gratitude, even for the unpreferred things. Why? Because gratitude is the highest vibrational frequency that we can be. And that's why when we get pleased by our partner, we're so grateful. It's that extra, it's a 900 on the scale of zero to 1000. Give us some examples of how somebody might be grateful for things that are undesirable. <laughs> I'll give you the perfect example. So here I am driving down my driveway. I had just left the house because I had a list a mile long, right, on a weekend but my husband and I had had a disagreement before I left. And I'm like, I don't have time for this. I got to get going. I jump in my car. And before I got to the end of our drive to make the turn to go shopping, I was like, oh, I get to be grateful for this, this shit. <laughs> and in the moment I expressed gratitude and literally it transmuted my own energy into the higher vibration, which I didn't really understand as much then as I do now, but this is what happened. And I go on my merry way, come back a couple hours later, all done, right? And I had pretty much forgotten the fight or the, the argument. And I'm unloading groceries now. You would have to know my husband to know how profound this is, but he literally came down from his office when he heard me come in and apologize. You could have knocked me over like with a feather. Now it takes two. So I did apologize also, but note, I did not say anything to him when he came down those stairs and he didn't know that I had expressed gratitude for, for the fight, but that expression pivoted my energy and he, this is how energy works across time, space, and dimension. So he didn't, we didn't have to have a physical conversation. He felt it and then was inspired, I will say by the universe to come down and apologize. And he doesn't apologize often. So that, that's a rare, that's a rare thing because he's rarely wrong. <laughs> I, I might know one of those. Um, so I know a lot of people, when I was working with people, it took them a little bit of practice to be able to be grateful for those things. So how do you, in that moment, how do you be grateful 
for that argument in complete sincerity because it's not, oh, great, I had an argument. <laughs> it's not quite well, like that. Well, you start there, though. <laughs> yeah, you start there. You start where you were at. There's, there's like, you can choose progress over perfection. I highly recommend it, right? So, yeah, like, probably I express gratitude through gritted teeth, but I express the gratitude, right? Like, oh, I get to be grateful for this, right? No, you, yes. You get to be grateful for it. And however that expresses, it's perfect in the moment and it does the job. It does not have to be perfect. The universe knows, right? The intent. And, you know, I've been known to curse and I, you know, I in, encourage people if that's your expression, right? If that's how you feel most self-expressed, use it because that's infused with your highest level of sincerity, positive or negative in the moment, and that has energy behind it, right? It's got real creative force behind it. Right. And I love it. And I will go into your processes because I want to know more about how you do what you do. So mm -hmm. when you're working with people, you mentioned that there's 11 pillars to this. What do those look like? And uh, enlighten yeah. us. So it's, it's the seven levels are, and I wrote a book about it, and that is uh, the seven money realities, money energy mastery. And you can find that on my website and it explains all of this in detail, but in, in real brief high level terms, right? There is, there are two initial ones that are the land of uh, abundant unpreferred circumstances. So this is where, cause there, there is only and always will be abundance, okay? Lack is a human construct. So abundance is natural. It's nature's way. You look in nature, you will only always see abundance, right? So what's the difference? Well, unpreferred, like I have too much time on my calendar versus money in my bank, or I have um, too many bills, right? Or more bills, an abundance of bills than abundance of money, you see? There is always abundance. It's just of an unpreferred type. So get that straight, right? Those are the land, that's the land of the first two levels. And that is um, deficient absence and captive desire. And when you pivot into level three, because nobody likes one and two, that's the land of repossessions, bankruptcies, judgments, liens, loans, right? All of that stuff. Uh, we don't want to, and if we're there, we want to get out of it as quickly as possible, right? And so here I'll give anybody in those levels um, a tip. You you pivot into uh, courage. And if you don't have courage, you can use mine. I have it by the boatload and you will never deplete mine. That's how energy is. It's it's renewable and sustainable. So please feel free to borrow mine and, and give yourself courage for your previous past mistakes, financial mistakes. And that's the, that's the level three of courageous forgiveness. And then you move, I'm going to say higher and higher, but just think of it as faster and faster or more expansively into the other levels, right? And they start to go um, up through like, you know, um, love and through gratitude and so forth. The ultimate level is enlightened gratitude. And as I said, that's it. enlightenment actually is a thousand and we can't physically vibe enlightenment. That's of a spiritual nature. And you can't actually get to enlightenment. You grow to it. You have to outgrow your current circumstances to even attain that level. Um, but I call the seventh level enlightened gratitude because it's peak money consciousness. You don't even think 
of money. You don't focus on it. You focus purely on what you are here in this lifetime to do. And the money comes exponentially as a result. So that's kind of like the, the bookends, right? And courage, I, I made sure to, to clarify that because that's the pivotal one. It's not the middle, right? It's not 500. 500 is love. And that's loving money, which is an awesome place to be. Um, and if you want to be in loving money, just write a love letter to money. Make sure it's really detailed, juicy, <laughs> explains why you want money in your life, what you're going to do with all the money in your life, all the great things, all the fun, right? Because good money can do more good with more money. Money is awesome. We do love it. it is so awesome. give us an example of one of your Cinderella stories of your one of your clients. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> there I was. <laughs> so this was actually um, very close to the point that I left a nice corporate six-figure gig and went into the land of eat what you kill. And even though I was really, um, you know, I was, I was learning as quickly as I could go, um, there were some miscalculations. I miscalculated how many assets I was going to consume, how quickly I was going to consume them, and quickly came to a point where, so I've been through all seven money realities personally, including bankruptcy, including uh, watching my lovely car be repossessed, right? Because I just couldn't make the money in fast enough. Now I know why that happened because of the money energy piece. I had no clue at the time that that was happening, right? And I was, I was not a money coach at that time. I was uh, helping people with their financial plans. And yes, I understand the irony. <laughs> it was, and I'll tell you why that occurred to me. I did not listen to my financial advisor who told me to, to save 15% of what I made or what we made as a household. Uh, we were only saving 5%. And that was not enough. That did not give us enough of a cushion to combat a couple of different things, but also primarily my change in uh, my what I was doing for my income. So been there, done that, gave myself huge forgiveness. I'm not sure my husband has forgiven me for that yet. <laughs> Clearly he has. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> you know, um, and because that was that was a biggie, you know, that mm -hmm. was really a, a big moment for us. And, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So we're still together some 20 odd years, you know, plus uh, 20 years of marriage, 22 total relationships. So nice. Love that. So what are the, some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be going through and they're thinking, oh, Susan, I need you so badly right now? So how this usually shows up for people, um, well, physically, they wake up in fear, right? Heart palpitations. And sometimes they don't even know why. Like, why am I waking up like with this kind of dread? Or they don't even, they don't even connect it to the money because usually you, you, we, we get what we need, right? So it's not like people are like starving and living out of dumpsters, right? But those people who have money and are paying everything that they, you know, their lifestyle and everything, they will tell me there's no money. I have no money. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second. Yes, you do. You don't have the money you want, but you do have money. Right? It's a very interesting thing. We've been conditioned very interestingly in the society about money, right? Painfully. So, so it, shows, it, sh it can show up like that. 
it can also show up, you know, like I'm not taking a vacation this year again, right? Or I want a second half, like, so different levels, right? I want a second house and, you know, I just don't know when that's going to happen. I don't see it. I can't envision it, but I know I want it. Or I want two houses, right? Um, or I want, you know, a Tuscan villa, or I want a place in Spain, like to, to host retreats. Um, but it's just, a, it's just like a hope or a wish. There's no firm, you know, idea around how, how am I going to do this? How am I going to actually make this happen? I can't, I don't believe it's possible. It's also another one that comes up a lot. I, I have noticed in, in my work with people, and I find it very interesting that they're willing to live in the etherealness of want, but they're not willing to live in the etherealness of have. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's like, so they will constantly be going, Oh, I wish I had this. I wish I had that. I wish I had the other thing. And it's okay to wish about those things, but it's not okay to, to take it just a different direction of imagine that I have it. <laughs> and, and here's, and so, right. The, the first step I would recommend there is find a way to be grateful for everything you have. When you start doing that, it changes your perspective and also coincidentally opens you up to, oh, because I'm sure that the universe has been sending signs and signals <laughs> the whole time. It's just, we haven't been receiving them, right? Or aware of them or noticing them or hearing them. So when you go into gratitude, all of a sudden you shift yourself and you become more available <laughs> to those beautiful synchronicities and synergies and messages and signs and signals along the way and follow those because those are really awesome. And they're usually guideposts to the fastest way. The other thing in this society is I'll talk to people. I'm like, no, 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 I can, I can show you the fastest way. Let me tell you. <laughs> and they don't believe me, right? They don't believe because we've been taught that to have money or to make money, it's got to be a long, hard road. So they're stuck in what I call the ego earning, right? This is, I lovingly call it this, right? Because we've been taught and we believe faith, you know, full stock and barrel of, oh, to make money, we have to exchange time or to have more money, we have to work longer, harder. I'm here to tell you there is another way. And that's the way of exponential receiving. We only receive to our capacity just like sex. <laughs> we only receive to how open we are to receiving, right? Same thing with money, same thing. And, and all other energetic things, right? Um, so exponential receiving, open wide, open and, and accept and, be, and invite in and be willing to receive and expand your, your capacity to receive, right? And one of the ways to do that is to be in gratitude because you're actually acknowledging everything that you have received. Think about all the money you've created in your lifetime. You're probably a millionaire, multimillionaire, right? Already. So there you go. There's proof to your ego brain that you're already a powerful manifester. So what do you say to people who are saying, oh, this doesn't work. I've tried it already and it's not happening or it doesn't happen fast enough. Yeah, I know. Um, the, the law of attraction gets a lot of rap. That's why I teach the law of resonance because the law of resonance, which has to do with the vibrational frequency and, and the attraction of that um, is what the law of attraction uses when 
um, we, we are out there trying, quote unquote, to manifest what we want, right? So it's about who am I being? You may have heard, and I don't know who to call on, but Darren Hardy say, you know, just, just be, act as if you are already, right? Like be the CEO, right? Like be that person. It's the same thing energetically. Once you act as if, as in like, okay, I'm going to be the grateful person. I'm going to express gratitude. I'm going to love on people, my clients, my husband, even when he's being unlovable or whatever, right? I'm using examples. Um, I'm going, so energetically, like I throw pink fuzzy balls at him if he's not in a lovable condition, um, just so that I can do my energetic work and then, you know, let the chips fall where they may. And nine times out of 10, he does a, you know, an about face and writes himself energetically. Right. Awesome. So So I know that our peeps are going to want more from you. How did they start their journey with you? Yeah. Everything's on my website, which is my name dot com. It's Susan, S-U-S-A-N, glusica.com. And glusica is glue without the E-S-I-C-A. So if you're writing this down right now, and of course, it'll be in the show notes later, but it's S-U-S-A-N-G-L-U-S-I-C-A.com. And I know you know how to hit back 10 seconds to go through that again. So I won't (laughs) do it for you. So Susie, you've been awesome. I have to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to become an entrepreneur? Yeah, um, I I didn't really know how crazy I was until I kicked the tires for a little bit and found out that I the person who saw this in me, who was my financial advisor at the time, Joe Shabika, totally had it right. And that's the, the lesson I learned there is when someone sees something in you, you don't quite yet see, believe them because there's a reason they're seeing it. And I've never looked back. I'm so glad I listened to him and my intuition to give this a try. And yeah, I'm I'm a multipreneur now. (laughs) Love it. Love it. So you have been awesome again. Thank you so much for your time. I know how valuable it is. Any last words for our peeps? Yeah, just uh, keep vibing gratitude and more will come. Excellent. Awesome. Peeps, we love having you here. Thank you so much. This is Michelle Nedelec, your mistress in business. And I would like to invite you to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app so that you can get it up and keep it up when you need to, because we love having you here. Thank you for listening to the Little Blue Pill for Business podcast with your mistress in business, Michelle Nedelec. Why are you still here? Go to littlebluepillforbusiness.com and get your goodies. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to share it with somebody else that you know would enjoy getting it up in business after you subscribe to the podcast, of course, so you won't miss any future episodes. Now, check the notes for links. Oh, and only tell your wife if she's into this, you know, entrepreneurship. And I'll see you both on the other side.